1: You're the man, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. The The Biden White House is so worried that rising energy prices could choke off the global economic recovery that it is urging OPEC and its allies to open the spigot so prices can fall.
0: What we're raising here is we've raised in the past uh, production and the the need to increase production, as you've said, to make sure we have uh, that available
1: to uh, help uh, address the price of gas. You look at me, you call me master. You want that pronoun to be in your mouth when you look at me? Thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done.
2: You're welcome, uh, Mr. President, except that's Gretchen. But that doesn't matter. Everybody makes mistakes. That is fine.
0: Some of us more than others.
2: Exactly. Some of us more than others. No doubt about it. So let me tell you what sucks about being a cop, Alice. You know I'm a... uh, a member of law enforcement, right? Are you? Dateline Boston. Three Boston police officers injured during an arrest at the public library after a call about a man masturbating. Library staff mm. this has got to be the BPL I assume Boston Public Library. Library staff told police the adult members masturbating in front in front of the historic building. Wow. <laughs> times have changed. We were used to be classy a few years back. They would at least do it inside the bathroom of the library. Three Boston police officers sustained non-life-threatening injuries Tuesday while responding to a radio call at the Boston Public Library where a man had reportedly been masturbating, punched and bit the officers, according to authorities. That's all you need. You got to deal with this already, and then a guy punches and bites you? Yeah. The fact that none of these officers at any time decided to shoot him uh, means they should all get medals.
0: Yeah, they have more patience than I would have, I think.
2: I mean, just upon arrival. <laughs> police responded to reports from the library staff around 8 and i don't want to say this this term anymore 8:30 uh, 8 30 a.m saying an adult male identified i don't identified as cornelio conley was uh pleasuring himself in front of the historic historic building investigation of the incident is ongoing conley resisted officers attempts to take him into custody and threw a tarp at one of the officers He also punched and bit officers, according to the news release. Hmm. An officer used pepper spray to attack Conley and took him into custody without further incident. According, additional responding units transported the officers to a nearby hospital to address their injuries. Conley faces... Where were
0: the social workers?
2: That's a great point. That's a great point.
0: Who sent the police? This poor, innocent gentleman could have been shot at any time. Next time, I hope they send the social workers.
2: I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, All right. Dateline. uh, I don't know where this is. This uh, OnlyFans model says naked strip videos are what God wants her to do. The model is redefining what it means to be holy. What? I didn't see that coming. I haven't read this before, so this is why. Nita Marie, a self-proclaimed Christian OnlyFans model, asserts that stripping for strangers online is what God wants me to do. I ask God, yada 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 So here's my feeling now. Rapper Bad Baby, have you heard of Bad Baby?
0: Isn't that the girl, the Cash Me Outside girl? Is it really? Yeah.
2: Bad rapper her? Bad Baby rakes in one million dollars in OnlyFans debut in under six hours.
0: Yeah, that's the. It that, is really. Yeah, that's the Cash Me Outside girl. Oh, I like girl. her. She got sent to Doctor Fell's. Like, sketchy, abuse-riddled mm-hmm. camp to improve troubled children. And then she came out, turned 18, and made an OnlyFans and got tons of money on it.
2: Bella, uh, a California mom says she's bullied by fellow parents for selling sexy snaps on OnlyFans. So other parents have a problem with her for selling... Sell- yeah, and I
0: bet her kid gets bullied, too. Right. Because Uh all his little friends have seen his mom naked. Right. Which is a little uncomfortable for him at school, I would imagine. But mom cares more about, you know, being naked online than about her child's mental health. So,
2: Um, And you've heard of Bella Thorne? Yes. Okay. That was a
0: big scandal in the OnlyFans world. She apologized
2: after being blamed for OnlyFans payment limits. And yeah, because oh, she made an OnlyFans, but then she was oh, naked
0: on it, and like then they had to process a bunch of returns because. Oh, but she of wasn't naked went, on it. No.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, so this is Bella. So Ford.
0: she's really famous. She's like a she. She, wa- yeah. she was a Disney actress, and she was like, "Oh, I'm making an OnlyFans, and all these people signed up, but then she like wasn't going to be naked on it. So then they like had all these cancellations and requests for refunds. So then they tightened up their payment policies to the detriment of smaller nude art creators.
2: So, and there's another one who used Mm -hmm. to work at Disney uh, as Aladdin and she's now making a whole bleep load of money off of OnlyFans. She's in her 20 something. Um, and she's doing it, making lots of money off OnlyFans and Instagram now, where she's she does like lingerie and and um this is probably how the racket works, lingerie and um bikini stuff on mm-hmm. Instagram and then drives people over to OnlyFans from there.
0: Yeah, so the thing is a lot of these young women who were already famous, you'll notice all these people that you're Listening here, with the exception of the Christian one who has another gimmick to get herself in the newspapers, which is saying that God wants her to. Um, They they all already were famous and had been on TV before they did this. Mm. And I think that it's one of those things where that helps a lot. And that, you know, this gets kind of propped up as like, look how much money these girls made on OnlyFans. But then like a There's and I've seen graphs of like the distribution of what people make on it Mm -hmm. and there's like a huge long tail of the other 99% of people which are making next to nothing doing it and are just selling their nudes for like 30 bucks (laughs) a month you know and that's I think that a lot of young women get like drawn in by the stories of these people making millions but it's not going to happen for them because they're You know, not already famous before they do it.
2: So uh, do all these celebs who are on there get naked for people?
0: Well, these ones that you listed, like the Cash Me Outside girl does and stuff. Bella Thorne didn't, but that was like a scandal
2: because of it. Okay, but the expectation is you go there to get either naked pictures.
0: Yeah, not everybody goes entirely naked, but the pressure's there to do it. And that's like kind of what the platform's known for at this point. And is
2: it is it uh sex too? Like porno- pornography or just dangerous? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Okay, so you can, can be- sell
0: whatever you want on there. You can sell videos okay. of And yourself how does it stay how, does, how do you keep you from
2: somebody from disseminating what you've done?
0: Um I think that's on the OnlyFans and like their technology aspect of the platform that they, you know, lock it the same way like Substack does. It's like Substack but it's primarily used for porn. Which so the, they're trying only OnlyFans is trying to get away from their reputation of being that they mm-hmm. want it to be for more stuff than that. But that's like the what it's for now, basically.
2: Right. So so if you think about like what this is doing like business wise, you would mm-hmm. certainly you would think that this would this would put exotic dance clubs out of business. Although I guess not really because once again, I, 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 the the market's too flooded. It- well,
0: right, it's very difficult that exotic dancer can make real money showing up in a real strip club in front of real people right now because it's there. Whereas, you know, if she just puts it up online and there's a million other accounts that are doing mm-hmm. it, like, what are the chances? How long does it take to build an audience, and how much kind of? entrepreneurial spirit does she have to have and social media presence and all this stuff like it's it's very difficult to build that organically people show up at the strip club because they know what's there and they're already looking for it you know and it's a central hub but it, there's no guarantees that if a person who isn't already well known goes up on there like how many people are going to sign up for it like you have a sub stack right mm-hmm. and you already had like somewhat name recognition like you've been published in papers people know what your writing is and it's still like it's a slow hard Mm -hmm. work type of process to build that kind of fan base that kind of subscription-based model now imagine you're a 20 year old girl and how much work that's going to be to build that kind of subscription-based model when literally there's Another million twenty-year-old girls also doing it at the same time as you.
2: True, but I mean, uh, you could if you if you were diligent. If you're a twenty-year-old girl and you're the kind of girl who is going to go to you're going you're gonna to go to Mardi Gras anyway and flash on the balcony if they still do that mm-hmm. uh, for beads, whatever. And you could do it instead in this way and make I don't know fifty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is, beer money. I don't know. Um, What's the difference? Other than it's purely transact other than instead of beads you're now I guess there isn't a difference and that's why young people now do it and when I was a kid the girls mm-hmm. my age would go to Mardi Gras to do this. Is mm-hmm. there a part in young women who want to be that want to be exhibitionists? Naturally, is there a little part? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I I don't know because I'm thinking th- that if in Mardi Gras they were Wanting to, they were flashing in Mardi Gras, right? Mm-hmm. Which I've never been to. But so obviously, there, this was just below the surface. These young ladies wanted to. Mm-hmm. Is is that a thing?
0: I think. I mean, I can't. This that's not my particular brand of thing that I right. L- go out and do so it's hard for me to speak to it but i suspect there are some self-esteem issues at play and that the idea of people liking you enough to pay you money to see you naked is probably kind of appealing if you don't have great self-esteem
2: right it would be a way to be validated which is like right. what i see a lot of times when i think women uh, a lot of celebrities as well post pictures of themselves without makeup mm-hmm and I think that they're really saying...
0: Without makeup.
2: Well, right. But I think what <laughs> they're really doing is they're really saying, please find my actual person attractive because I know I'm not the person who gets all dolled up and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a validation, which is just an unfair yeah. thing for women because guys will just be ugly. <laughs> Although, the, the, actually, guys get plastic surgery all the time. Et cetera.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think that I think that it's a validation thing and... I mean, obviously, in the case of some of these people, they're clearly very troubled, like the "cash me outside" girl.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, so what's driving her to put herself on OnlyFans? You want want a toy?
2: You want to eat corn? You want to eat
0: corn? There is corn in the fridge. We got some corn at the grocery store today.
2: (laughs) This is an important non-rated G conversation (laughs) we're having right now.
0: Uh, you probably can't open it with a knife right now. What about some cereal? All
2: right. I'm going to let you talk over there with Tim. I'm (laughs) going to take this offline. So I feel like there is a, um, there is a silver lining to this. Uh, and can you help him get corn, please? And I'm about to bring it up, uh, right now. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. So. So, how about this? Well, mm-hmm. f- first of all, I assume you think the whole thing's unhealthy, both for the, yeah. the user. Okay. How about this?
0: I think it's an, in- put it this way I'm not looking to throw people in jail for doing mm-hmm. it. However, I think that, you know, like, say, professional football, just getting hit in the head like that all the time comes with inherent damage to you. As a person, right? And I think that getting naked for money all the time also, while it may be your least bad option that you have on the table at a given point in your life, also is inherently damaging to your personhood.
2: I'm going to – That's what I've, I believe. Okay. I think I found a defense okay. for it. If you have normal, everyday women – and guys, but mostly women which is what we're talking about here. They're the desired sex, gender, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and they them n- n-
2: naked or somewhat naked whatever mm-hmm. isn't it better that young men over 18 obviously young men see actual female forms rather than what they'd see in uh, obviously in you know established uh, pornography places where the women are artificial just physically artificial have implants this that and cetera in our are all perfect tens and all it's like all these unrealistic scenarios, whatever. Isn't it good for men to see actual?
0: Yes. Although I would argue that, um, while I think that, you know, the one-off creator who's forming a personal relationship with their clients and doing it like the, and, you know, is making the money herself and has control over how she portrays herself and is a real woman. Like, that's obviously, I think, the most ethical kind of pornography that can exist. But, uh, well, first of all, I still think it's, you know, not really ultimately healthy. And second of all, I think that that is, in the end, going to be crowded out of that marketplace too, because as we've talked about, this is an incredibly competitive marketplace. And, you know, we know someone who is a friend of a friend that you know m- mm-hmm. moved to LA and is now like running a house of women and managing their only fans accounts and pressuring them to do more stuff and doing the chats for them with the guys that think they're paying to talk to these hot women but are just actually talking to this dude that we've met um and all these other things where yeah, it's I met like, this dude? yeah oh. this is my sister's friend. no I know him I just you do n- Yeah, although I
2: think that whole thing is just because he loves your sister and he's trying to say... Yeah,
0: but what I'm saying is that, I mean, when the opportunity exists, yes, there are going to be small creators, but there are also going to be people that come in and professionalize it and put serious professional pornographers to work doing this stuff and it's going to crowd out the people who are just I mean like there'll still be a market for that I assume but the nature of pornography and you know this and I mean this has been shown in studies is that people routinely need to seek out more extreme content over time in order to scratch the same itch because we've talked about this this is I mean people in order it's With imagery like that, there's a feedback loop that goes on in your mind where in order to, you know, shock your sensibilities into feeling something, you need to go for more extreme stuff.
2: It's like I don't know that that's true.
0: It's true, and it's been shown, I don't, and the, that's why the porn industry now caters to so much more extreme stuff than existed. I yeah, mean, the, like but, but, in but, the eighties, kids were like finding a magazine that showed someone's boobs, and it was like, oh wow, and that was like very that exciting they were and impressive <laughs> that to they were, there young was, men at that time. Uh, like I but, have it
2: uh, on good. Uh, you faith. saw
0: more than boobs.
2: Uh, there were <laughs> VCR tapes in the eighties, and there were m- m- theaters in the seventies, and the Late 60s. Yeah,
0: but I mean, any kid my age that mm-hmm. had a computer has seen all kinds of stuff. Sure, that's I mean, way more extreme than that,
2: and that's like I, I don't necessarily think that the person who's who's consuming porn is not ne- necessarily it needs a bigger fix every time. He might just like the, um, you know the uh, the uh, the realtor gets. Uh, you know goes above and beyond uh category uh, and sticks to that there might be his his, as you would say kink
0: Mm -hmm. but uh it's that's not what studies have shown
2: Mm.
0: the studies have shown that people do remember You used to say studies show studies show that people do over time seek out more extreme content you know, more, Hmm. like, non-consensual content, racialized content, I mean... all the races? I would say racialized. What does that mean? I mean, like, so they're making race, like, an issue of the pornography, whether that's, like, you know, whether it's, uh, how to put this, uh, sexualizing black men for their physical characteristics or whether it's pornography that's, like, master slave themed or uh, whatever so it is got like
2: an incredible uh data bank of uh
0: i mean what they found is that porn has grown more extreme over time and more people are seeking out more extreme content over time so that's just like how it is because that's how our brains work is that it's an addictive an addictive thing to be consuming all the time and you want more of it and stronger versions of it in order to do it better. I mean like, yeah, the same like drugs. Sure. There are people that are able to like do cocaine every once in a while, but for Mm -hmm. every one of them, there's 10 Hunter Bidens, you know? So it's like, yeah, sure. There are people that like are happy to, you know, watch a normal looking woman in a schoolgirl outfit strip, And are fine with that and just stick to that. But, you know, there are a lot of people that, like, want more, need more, and, like, take it to more extreme levels. That's just the reality of it. And there are going to be people that take advantage of those gaps in the market. It's not just going to be, like, teenagers selling some nude pics to get through college forever. It's only like that because it was kind of untapped. But once the professionals tap the market, it's going to be taken over.
2: All right, moving on now, Alice. I think Thank you. <laughs> maybe, I think it's interesting. I just, I, I, think it's interesting, and to see what I definitely think the psychological effects on. I definitely see now how you make incels and screwed up men who, who at a young age have just access to stuff that naturally you would never see. That mm-hmm. naturally you have to learn how to be a human being and have to learn to have a, a, a personality. And have to learn to have charisma and have to learn chivalry and have to learn all this other stuff and then have to wait years and years and years. And all this, you know, it really, it, it, it socializes you, you know, the mm-hmm. learning to the, the um, you know, the dating process altogether. It socializes you, just the, the biology mm-hmm. for men, especially since, you know, since the women are not going to fob off most of the guys because women want to be uh, discerning just biologically. They're meant to be discerning.
0: Mm -hmm. But I do think it's interesting because I think that, you know, I think that it's an important conversation to be having in terms of how it does affect young people and how they see the opposite sex in their real life interactions. Because you look at a country like Japan, which has obviously been on the cutting edge of unique and creative pornography uh, for a long time and was way ahead of the curve on incels. It's something like. It's like 30%
2: of hmm.
0: Japanese 30-year-olds, like, have never had sex. It's crazy. Well, it's or, like, or
2: with a person, anyway. Yeah, with a
0: human person. Right, Yeah, because
2: they've got some AI going on. Well, there yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. And I think that uh, that it's interesting that there, there are generations of people that are now living more and more of their lives only through the digital world, whether that's, you know, through OnlyFans or, you know, Twitter or whatever it is, they're living more of their lives online and consider that a real part of their lives, which I think is a really um, defective way to go through life, personally, mm-hmm. um, and that it's ultimately like not satisfying. Um, and so it's interesting. Another news story that I like kind of flagged that I was reading today was about um, NFTs. Are you aware mm-hmm. of NFTs?
2: Yeah, those are the little trinkets you could sell that there's just one of that you own, right? Well, like, yeah. Like my retainer.
0: A trinket, but an online trinket.
2: Oh, NFTs are just online?
0: Yeah. So it's like a JPEG, but only you own the JPEG.
2: But you can copy JPEGs.
0: No, because with the blockchain, you have a way to know if it's a copy or if it's the original. So you own the original JPEG.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs>
0: So now you own this JPEG or this whatever digital thing. That's
2: insane, though. You can have an exact carbon copy of the same one. But it's
0: not the original.
2: So, like, people buy, like, gifts. Who's adding value to that market? That's crazy.
0: It's crazy. And they go for crazy prices. Crazy prices. And um, there's, like, online digital role-playing games. Like, so when I was... A young person, I played a game called Neopets where you have like pets online Mm -hmm. and you like, you know, play games within the game and earn coins and then you buy your pet stuff and feed it and whatever. But there's like a whole little world for it. (laughs) So anyway, but now there's games like this where like without even the pets premise, but like where you can go online and you can spend real money, whether it's like Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. And you can buy real stuff that's non-fungible tokens, NFTs, in the game and with real money and own it in the game. Like you can buy a digital house in oh, the game. So that's, but it's then in- it's your house and it can't be copied because it's a non-fungible, it's an but NFT. But this is Sim City. So, yeah. But online, and you can spend your real money on it, and people do so. And one of the things they spend money on in it is the clothes to dress up their digital avatar in. So this is a story from Reuters.
2: Well, hold on, can I have a question Mm -hmm. before? Can you uh, like inhabit with uh, VR this world and walk into it? And
0: I don't know if this particular one, if you can or not.
2: So, in so there's no sensation. This is not. No, is no holodeck. This is you looking at a screen.
0: Yes. This is you and your sim on the computer. <laughs> when virtual world Decentraland said in June users could make and sell their own clothing for avatars to wear on the site, Hiroto Kai stayed up all night designing Japanese-inspired garments. Selling kimonos for around $140 Say kimono, each. Alice. Say kimono. 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 For $140 each, he said he made $15,000 to $20,000 in just three weeks. Who is... <laughs> Well, the idea of spending real money I on buy a
2: Hydrox <laughs> brand cookies instead of Oreos because we're trying to not spend money. And these guys are...
0: Spending $140 for their SIM for to wear online. Yes, but it's your Pixels. You own it because it's an NFT.
2: Which also is not a thing. That's fine.
0: <laughs> well, the idea of spending real money on clothing that does not physically exist is baffling to many. Yeah.
2: How does that be?
0: <laughs> Virtual possessions generate real sales in the metaverse, online environments where people can congregate, walk around, meet friends, and play games. Digital artists How do they
2: walk around? Just their
0: little sim walks around oh, the world on the computer.
2: Dig- they have to be, uh, and I'm sorry to go back to the Digital
0: artist and okay. Jap- Japan enthusiast Kai's real name is Noah. He's a 23-year-old living in New Hampshire. After making as much in those three weeks as he'd earn in a year at his music store job, he quit to become a full-time designer. It just took off, Kai said. It was a new way to express yourself, and it's walking art. That's what's so cool about it. When you have a piece of clothing, you can go to a party in it, you can dance in it, you can show off, and it's a status symbol.
2: Without ever having to leave the couch. Right.
0: In Decentraland, clothing for avatars known as wearables can be bought and sold on the blockchain in a form of crypto asset called an NFT.
2: What is a blockchain?
0: Blockchain is essentially, it's like an unchangeable chain of custody for something. Okay. Kai's kimonos include exquisite crushed blue velvet pieces with golden dragon trim. NFTs exploded in popularity earlier this year.
2: There is no such thing as velvet. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kai's lying. (laughs) Everybody involved in this is lying.
0: But they're not to them. NFTs exploded in popularity earlier this year as speculators and crypto enthusiasts flocked to buy the new type of asset, which represents ownership of online-only items, (laughs) online-only is a new way to say fake, such as digital art, trading cards, and land in online worlds. The niche crypto assets are also capturing the attention of some of the world's biggest fashion companies, keen to associate themselves with a new generation of gamers, though most of their forays are so far for marketing. Louis Vuitton launched a metaverse game where players can collect NFTs, and Burberry has created branded NFT accessories for Blanco's Cyril, Block Party, a game owned by Mythical Games. Gucci has he just sold... He said I
2: have corn. He's holding a piece of corn. I'll put that... I'll tweet that out. Go ahead, Elm. Gucci
0: has sold clothing for avatars within the game Roblox.
2: Your avatar oh, re- our kids play that. Good.
0: represents you, says Imani McEwen, a Miami-based fashion model and NFT enthusiast. Basically, what you're wearing is what makes you who you are. McEwen reckons he spends $15,000 to $16,000 on 70 NFT wearables since January using profit from cryptocurrency investments. His first purchase was a Bitcoin-themed sweater, and he recently bought a black beret designed by his friend. The overall size of NFT wearables market is difficult to establish. In Decentraland alone, wearable sales volume totaled $750,000 in the first half of 2021, up from $267,000 in the same period last year. Some proponents say wearables and shopping in virtual shops could be the future of retail. (laughs) Instead of scrolling through a feed and shopping online, you can have a more immersive brand experience by exploring a virtual space. Uh, says Julia Schwartz, director of Republic Realm, a ten million dollar virtual real estate investment vehicle, which has bought a shopping mall in Decentraland. <laughs> for, <laughs> this is a real news story from Reuters. So, for NFT enthusiasts, online none of these fashion people
2: have left the couch, out. <laughs> I know. So Reuters can't pretend they're, they're on the ground in, they um, own in a
0: mall in Decentraland,
2: Plectrinville. <laughs> Zyderland, it doesn't exist. None of it exists.
0: Uh, Paul Acello and Alyssa Albakova, co-founders of digital fashion startup Ouroboros, said it could be an environmentally friendly alternative to fast fashion. That's a great point.
2: <laughs> it abs I'm sure it is. Customers, you know need- what else? I'm going to invent. Um, um, I'm going to invent uh, for that land that they live in <laughs> uh, carbon monoxide. <laughs> Uh, I want to pollute it.
0: We need a shift now in fashion. The industry simply cannot continue, said Cello. Virtual sneaker company RTFKT sells limited edition NFTs <sighs> representing sneakers, which can be worn in some virtual worlds or on social media in a Snapchat filter. Uh, it really took off when COVID started and lots of people went more online, said Stephen Vasilev, yeah. the company's CEO. Mm-hmm. The company posted $7 million in sales with limited edition sneakers selling in auctions for $10,000 to $60,000, he said.
2: This uh, planet <laughs> needs to be destroyed from by a space alien.
0: So, but now, so, but what they're saying is you can buy those ones on Snapchat. So you can post a selfie on your social media that you take in your digital art. You can... Buy clothing. So, I mean, like this, you know, uh, if all the sex goes online, why not all the clothing too, honey?
2: It, incredible. <laughs> why not <laughs> all the real
0: it, estate? Why not all, all of all it? All the
2: dystopian movies are coming true.
0: <laughs> we can just live purely online.
2: I think you should have to have your real body type online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's another interesting implication of that is because is that it reinforces this whole thing where like you can be anybody that you want, like the trans stuff and whatever else, or like the people who think they're bunnies or oh, whatever. Is like you can literally like make your digital avatar look like whatever you want. And if you're living your whole life on there, like you never have to actually engage with the reality of what you really look like when you could like, just not have any mirrors in your house and you'd never know like you, as far as you're concerned you're living in a gorgeous digital house with somebody as somebody of the opposite sex, and you have very cool clothing and you shop at the digital mall and i don't
2: know uh, wouldn't all your but then when you get up eventually <laughs> and have like a lobster roll and a mountain dew do you notice that there's a difference? That the that your palate and that the actual pleasure is different than pixels. Well,
0: I think so. I mean, I think that about.
2: Our, so, I think that
0: about our sexual experiences that they're me, better. Me you. I mean, I think, ours. Are you talking think, about our sex life? I think that uh, our real life sexual encounters are better than watching something you mean online. mean the shitticks. Yes.
2: Wow, Alice, you work blue.
0: I think they're better than watching something online. Is that wrong to say?
2: Well, <laughs> I mean, you have me, so, <laughs> you know?
0: But, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that you there's me and, a real... You, lo- mean and Holly, right? <laughs> I think that there's a real um, loss. I, I mean, and I wouldn't even have thought to say this because I would have thought it would be uncontroversial uncontroversial like Mm -hmm. a year ago to say that uh living your entire life online through the computer screen is um not the same as living a real life out in the physical world but you know apparently there are people who feel differently so i'm just gonna put it out there on that right now that that's where i stand
2: i'm gonna sell (laughs) nfts well get Go just, on
0: Decentraland I, and start designing limited edition sneakers.
2: I just took a picture of your son who just came in here with a raw corn of uh, cob ear of corn, of corn, ear yes. corn, yes, and said, "I have corn." And held it up.
0: The things that happen when we're um, on the computer. But see, would that happen in Decentraland?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Think I mean, right now he's, he's has joy from having an ear of corn. He's somewhat eating it, somewhat using it as a weapon, <laughs> and he likes tangible things at this moment. But it's in ten years from now; he may be, live only online, buying, paying mm-hmm. six grand to have fake ears of corn.
0: <laughs> it's an interesting time we live in. Yeah,
2: it is. This world is over. It's fine. I just wish I didn't go through it poor, you know. But that's fine.
0: Well, right. start selling NFTs, honey.
2: <sighs> okay. into Let's go from that crazy, uh, uh, unreality, fantasy land to the Loudon County School District, where those psychos who run the thing are not only into all sorts of CRT madness mm-hmm. and craziness, but all the trans pronoun-y stuff. It. They've yeah. gone full whack job. And so they
0: just passed a new policy that everyone must use. <laughs> anyone's preferred pronouns um and be allowed to be in the sport and the bathroom and whatever that they identify with and all the things and everybody has to go along with it or they're a bigot so that's the new school policy (laughs) so they've had uh they've had one teacher quit live in their school board meeting earlier this week and then this is also the school um i don't think we played it on this show i think you played on your Connecticut show
2: really i think
0: so I don't know if we played it here. I certainly have seen it, but and probably most of our listeners have seen it. That's a a couple days old. But um, but yeah, so this one teacher quit live because she said she wasn't going to do it, that these policies are harming children, and she's not going to be a part of it. She's a fifth-grade teacher in the Loudoun County School District. There was also a phys ed teacher who was suspended uh, earlier this year because he said he wasn't going to do the policy that – you know it's not true and he's not gonna lie and they suspended him so that's currently i mean that'll probably be lawyers fighting back and forth for a while on that one um but i mean i can't imagine that these people don't have religious discrimination cases oh yeah totally because i mean you're absolutely asking people to publicly denounce their sincerely held religious beliefs
2: yes these tyrants these tyrants! What the frig is Loudoun County? Is it, are these all people who work in the Beltway in D.C.?
0: I probably I don't know I don't know exactly what. But if, it's in, if you're out there listening and you have input on the culture of Loudoun County, please let us know because we're not familiar with the area. It but. is
2: it, it's it's so I tell you it's gross. It's I like I've said this before. There's mm-hmm. something voyeuristic. Yeah, we want to do this. We want to see you do. We want to see the kid. Like it's like watching a child like eat a grape or something getting really into it. It's sick. These mm-hmm. people are perverted, man. They're whack jobs. This is the teacher Laura Morris. Uh, who's had enough of dealing with this place, and she uh, quit right Not there allowed. in front of them.
1: even to be spoken in my personal life, going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and I, encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county. Not only that, but within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools, and that,
0: quote... This has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the
1: power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your
0: policies. I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents—the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools.
2: There you go. That's Laura Morris. Her time is up. Uh, more recently, this guy—this guy, this guy who, who, a guy from Iran who's, who's an American—came there and gave them a piece of his mind.
1: Dear disgraced board members, you think you're woke? Well, let me wait to a little bit more. I'm a Chaldean married to an Armenian. We are minorities of the minorities in this country. Our ancestors and people survived massacres of the Turks and the ISIS. I grew up in Iran as a Christian. And when we went to school, as much as the government wanted to indoctrinate us, the teachers didn't allow. it. The teachers did their job, teach us the curriculum science, math, biology, etc. They didn't try to shove propaganda down our throats like the Ayatollahs did. Now in the twenty first century, we have social social justice warrior so called teachers are trying to shove their garbage ideology down our kids' throat. These are our children, not yours. Their job is not to raise my child or my neighbor's child. Their job is to teach our kids math, science, biology, literature, and that's it. Not ideology. Now you want to push garbage crap like pronouns? How the hell does that keep a kid from succeeding? How does that help them? Does that teach them how to add? You want to push that garbage down my kids' throat? I will make you call my kids king and queen. Yeah, yeah. That's how I will address my sons and my daughter. And you really, you look at me, you call me master. You want that pronoun to be in your mouth when you look at me?
2: I like him. I yeah. like that fellow. I am all for why him. Why
0: not? If we're playing the game where anybody gets to be called whatever they want, why not?
2: Absolutely. Uh, over in other tales of Marxism... A.G. Eric Schmidt of Missouri was asked by the press uh, if we should use uh, carrots and sticks, mostly sticks, to get people vaccinated.
0: What would you say somebody says it's a very sane thing to do, that we need to use the pressure of someone's fear of losing their job force them to be vaccinated for the good of
2: Yeah, if someone says that that using fear is good, that is what every tyrant in the history of the world and every dictator in the history of the world has ever said, to accumulate, aggregate, and maintain power. This is America, the freest country in the history of the world. And I don't think that we should be allowing individual politicians who want to grab power and never let go of it, gain it in the first place. Um, People can make their decisions. I believe in freedom. I believe in responsibility. But people can make these decisions. Very important decisions themselves. And I don't want to live in some futuristic, dystopian, biomedical security state. And I'm going to do everything I can as Attorney General to protect the rights of individuals in the state. Here, here. Sounds Mm -hmm. just like DeSantis. Need more people like that. Talked to to a guy today.
0: Just wait. Biomedical security state is going to be hate speech that's not allowed on social media platforms in about 48 hours.
2: Well, totally. Yeah, talked to a guy today whose uh, wife was just fired, um, or has to leave in two weeks because she did not get the vaccine, and everybody else in the office is—they've got all, at their own offices. Everybody else in the office is mm-hmm. vaccinated, but um, you know, unfortunately, Alice, we talk about that the fake community with the graph, fake mm-hmm. stuff that you buy is like people are. How much can we make fun of those people who are, you know, selling pretend clothes to pretend customers (laughs) online uh, when a good deal of the population of the earth has mentally checked out Mm -hmm. and can't let go now? Right. We can't let go. It doesn't even matter now. I mean,
0: you can't get COVID in Decentraland, so maybe they should go
2: live in there. Absolutely. Please go live in there. That would be excellent. I don't, this is, I'm so sick of these idiots wanting to get back to talking about masks and all this absolute horse bleep. Enough. Enough.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. The mask thing is ridiculous. If you still at this point don't have evidence to show that masks do anything, I, I mean, and they don't. They don't. There's the big study that they trotted out to show how masks work wasn't comparing to any unmasked places. It just took a bunch of masked students and was like, see, COVID didn't spread, therefore masks work. And in the meantime, there are studies from European countries that show with unmasked kids, because in Europe they're not morons somehow and haven't put masks on all kids like under 12. And they also don't have significant spread in schools Any more than in the general community or whatever. So the whole thing just makes no sense. Kids are not a significant source of spread. If you're a teacher and you're worried about it, then get vaccinated. And if you're not, then don't. And then everybody can just go back to normal. That's the way it ought to be. But for some reason, we're behaving like insane children that can't handle seeing an unmasked face. And the American Academy of Pediatrics is pretending like this has no detrimental effects on childhood development even though we know that's not true they had a tweet thread today in which they said that it's fine that younger children won't see human faces and it won't harm their language development because they'll just pick up on gestures and other things well that's fine (laughs) that's very normal and good i think i mean yes kids of like deaf parents learn sign language words instead of spoken words because that's what they learn you know but I don't think anybody's ever suggested that it's a good idea for um, essentially all human children to not see another human face for like 40 hours a week of their entire existence no, while they're in daycare. But, uh, it seems like that, it, that it's obvious that it would be bad, but there's like, there, there's no evidence that that would be bad for development. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause no one's ever studied it because no one ever suggested that anyone would do such an insane thing to kids. It wouldn't even be ethical to study it because it's so insane, but whatever. I can't.
2: I told you that when we were, <sighs> uh, I told you guys too, uh, that when we, when I was, Coaching softball, mm-hmm. that when the masks finally came off, I couldn't recognize any of the girls anymore. I can yeah. recognize them by height after that, because suddenly there were so many characteristics there where I was previously just the eyes and a mask. Mm-hmm. It was crazy just to think just how much. What what does that to do to a kid? For me, that was just like kind of like wow, isn't that odd that now I have see since I'm dealing with eighteen facial features rather than just you know two really yeah. uh, that um, that I can't recognize any. There's too much stuff. What is a a three-year-old mm-hmm. doing, when, especially when his mom is scared to death and the families are crazy and scared to death? Well,
0: yeah, and I don't, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else's religion, obviously, but for me, personally, anyway, this is also a theological point. The human person is made in the image of God, and that's primarily seen through our face. I mean, when we talk about Moses, we talk about the prophet who spoke with God face to face. You know, that's... That's scriptural, and that's Old Testament, so that's the Hebrew Bible also. The the human face is, I mean, at least in my theological tradition, considered to be the image of God. You'll go to our churches, and they're full of icons. They're full of human faces because that's the the reflection of God on earth, that we're meant to see the face of God in in the faces of our fellow people, and it's really— If I were a conspiracy-minded person, I would definitely um, think there was something to the fact that the government wants everybody's real faces covered up and is shoving more and more of our human interactions into online fake world um, interactions, because I think it's like really destructive to your humanity as a person.
2: Yeah, Um, and you know what's also destructive, and I'll just play a little bit of this, is Forcing kid trying to get on a Ryanair flight to get a COVID test so with a cotton swab, with a swab down his nose. And the kid's on the autism spectrum.
1: Were not a child with ADHD were not. and autism refused Ryanair are, flight, okay. even
2: with no you
1: prefer letter you <laughs> one? Stating.
2: Kid is in an absolute panic. And I'm not a fan of dad either, by the way, with the camera yeah like, we, like we're celebrating what are you doing if it
0: were me i'd be like sorry we've moved to this country now i guess then if we can't get on the flight home
2: like- yeah <laughs> like the kids in a panic mm-hmm. you're freaking torturing him you sick bastards what a bunch of sick it's bastards. so screwed up we have to do it it's it's, it's for your own good no it's not no. for your own good god what a bunch of sickos alice anything else before we go to softball
0: um, I think that covers a lot of it uh the Biden administration of course is having all sorts of problems. Biden can't remember people's names um he can't remember that we're supposed to be stopping with fossil fuels now we're begging OPEC to more yeah, these are this, this is um afghanistan we're, is falling into pieces it's being totally taken over by the taliban we're, we're begging them evacuate to evacuate our not, embassy soon right probably. And now we're
2: sending troops back in i don't know if you just saw that it's oh new. did we okay. now we're sending troops back so now we've got a deployment again um <sighs> you know i'll tell you one thing we uh we needed presidents in Afghanistan. But the, the deployment is just to go back in and take the embassy out. So once they mm-hmm. slaughter all the women and children and and uh, anybody who is helping Americans or anybody they feel like, because the Taliban are, are fascist Nazis. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. They're, they're monsters. Uh, I hope that uh, we feel proud that we abandoned some more people who we gave hope to for a little bit of time. I mean, it absolutely sucks. It sucks.
0: Well, and actually, the Taliban is in a much better position now, too, because we've built out so much infrastructure in the country, roads and
2: power lines
0: and all types. of. Uh, I I mean, we've spent tons of American Mm -hmm. dollars building that country into something. And I mean, this was like, as you know, we've had this argument on the show before. I'm not in favor of us being in Afghanistan forever, but there's a way and there's a way. And this was like the worst of all possible worlds, because now it's like we've just Given them all the infrastructure we built for them, and they took over the country. They've got in bases. Like, they've got airport. in like a couple weeks, and the government's about to fall, and the embassies about mm-hmm. to fall. I mean, it's it's a mess. So maybe if we're going back, and we'll prop things up again for a little while. But I mean, like it's been what? How long has it been since we officially like we're done? And then like now, there's only one provincial capital left. I think. That's still not under Taliban control. And the Taliban is like reaching out to foreign governments. And it's like, we're going to start normalizing relations now because now this is our country.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now this is, you know, I just don't want to hear. I don't want to be lectured to by good progressives or conservatives about about the refugees who are coming from there or about the um, the people who are dead, who are, who are going to be massacred.
0: Does this qualify as root causes? That we should address,
2: yeah, it's a great- that are
0: gonna come to haunt us because I mean, like that's another whole thing that they're screwing up right now too. Is that it, I mean, we have more kids than ever,
2: and the border, on right? The border. And also, there's still a uh, protest slash revolution in Cuba, which his administration wants to spend no time talking about, it, except for reprimanding Cubans about coming by boat. Mm-hmm. Don't come here by boat. Yeah, this is really a touchy feely, a good empathetic administration. I don't want to leave in a low note. I'll say something uh, positive.
0: Um, I buy you a pair of NFT sneakers, honey. Did you really? No, I didn't really.
2: That would be cool. I could be a baller. But
0: but maybe our yard in Decentraland would um, be easier to maintain. Is this an
2: entree into you working hard on the lawn? This is an entree because I have
0: something to to air out with our listeners here because I have to just check and make sure I'm not like crazy or OCD or something. Um, But so you worked very hard the other day pulling up a bunch of weeds Mm -hmm. around the edges of the lawn, which was great hard work. And you toiled out there and you pulled up a ton of weeds. But then, and here's what I want to run by our listeners, you took all these weeds, which were like five feet tall and all had like flowered and had seeds on them and everything that were growing up along the fences and the chicken coop and stuff. And you threw them out into the middle of the lawn and said, I should just mow over them.
2: Right. I threw them over the fence into the lawn. So those were from outside the fence. Oh, okay. Right. I threw them over the fence to get rid of them. And I figure it'll dry out in the sun, and you can just incinerate them with the rioting lawnmower.
0: Yeah, but the problem is they're all full of seeds. Yeah, who cares? That then are all on the lawn. Well, you just worked so hard, and the grass. I I don't want there to now be a hundred new weeds for every weed that you pulled up growing out in the middle of our lawn, because I'm pretty sure that.
2: Well, that's the lazy way. That's what I would do. the Lazy way to do it. You can also. Well, yeah, but I have a feeling that. that
0: I have a feeling that that's going to create more work down the line. And I don't think that most people try and plant a bunch of new weeds in their lawn every time that they do it. And that that's why other people universal don't have... a weed in their
2: lawn called grass.
0: Yeah, but I just feel that the people that don't have a weed forest growing in their lawn probably have that because they didn't throw a bunch of weeds in it. And then mow them into the lawn and till them into the soil there so that they would sprout up there.
2: That's not going to happen because you're going to be cutting the lawn every week. So
0: I though I took all your weeds today. You did? And I stuffed them all, I filled four contractor bags with your weeds, and I brought them over and put them by this the burn so, I, barrel. Is this
2: during the many hours I was toiling on the air uh, mm-hmm. f- to to bring the money into the household? Or yes. the other so now uh, I or can, the other t- uh, hours right after that where I jumped on to now do my I substack can mow the lawn. to make people happy and change Now I
0: can mow the lawn without planting a bunch of new weeds.
2: This is what you guys get. This is see, ladies and guys. Guys, <laughs> you know this we kill ourselves out in the lawn all year and not a bit of applause a <laughs> wife goes out there and she's got to have a a celebration duck boat parade <laughs> I'm and not let you know everything a that happens i'm
0: just everything asking for happens. other people's no, feedback about what they do with their weeds if throwing them in the lawn is a good idea this is, uh, or if my suspicion is correct that that's not the way to handle is, weeds uh, because i think that sometimes mm-hmm. i think sometimes your approach to things.
2: Wow, what a hand <laughs> sometimes I'm getting.
0: I think sometimes you choose a way to do things that seems easier at the time, but creates more work for you down the road.
2: Uh, this misandry is one of the reasons why I'm asking any of you ladies, if you're on OnlyFans and you'd like to connect, I would like to uh, begin a new relationship with somebody who's not constantly uh, abusive and vicious to me.
0: Thank you so much, everybody. Give me the feedback about the weeds. You can reach us on Twitter at Barn Barrel Pod, at Tom Shattuck, at Alice Shattuck. I can
2: emasculate the show. Give me feedback in (laughs) the weeds.
0: Okay, honey.
2: It's only because you worked blue that the guys are going to be sticking around for this.
0: Well, let them. They probably mow their own lawns. What the frig is that?
2: (laughs) Oh. Sure. <laughs> Beating, I take.
0: Also Facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast, also burn barrel podcast dot com, burn barrel podcast on gab and parlor, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube, and also burn barrel podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to things, leave reviews, all stuff like that. <laughs>